All right. All the lovely waveforms. Wave. Welcome to another episode of the Games in Schools and Libraries podcast. I'm Donald Dennis, and today I'm here once again with... Chris Bell. And we're going to be talking about our Jackbox Party streaming setup a little bit. And also specifically give some reviews about the games. Absolutely. Something we've learned with the Jackbox Party Pack and all their games, not all the games are created equal. Uh, That was exactly the phrase I was going to use. I was going (laughs) to jump in with that, but you got there first. (laughs) All right. So um, first off, a little bit of business. We just put in, thanks to some great sales, another eight books into our role-playing game collection. I believe it's eight or eight-ish. Eight-ish, somewhere around the number of eight. Numbers are hard. <laughs> and uh, so that's neat because, uh, you know, role-playing game campaigns and stuff. Uh, I don't know if you've played any role-playing games or not, obviously, since I have no idea who's listening to this. But there's a lot of information, and you want people to be able to come in, and even if they're going to buy the book themselves eventually, you know, to be able to look over a campaign before you do so is a lot of help. Uh Absolutely. And for that one person who just might happen to care, we even have the brand new adventure for uh, D&D, Rime of the Frosthaven. Did we get that? Yeah, that's one of our new books. Oh, Icewind Dale, right? Or, okay. Rime of the Frostmaiden? Something like that. Yep. And <laughs> we also campaign. got the Tasha's book, the new Tasha's Compendium. Absolutely. I think that just came out like a few it, weeks ago. It did. We bought it. We ordered it before it was available. And so that's pretty neat. Um, but that's not really what our primary discussion points are for today. Not at all. Um, I think, well, we've talked about our stream quite a bit, um, at least between the two of us. I don't know if we recorded that much of it, but, uh, what is, what's the whole Twitch stream about? Give the right. give a quick summary. The overall summary is every Tuesday, Thursday from 4.30 to 6, uh, we stream on Twitch. On Tuesdays, we stream our random game day, which is, we play games, try to play multiplayer games or just games that we think are fun on uh thursdays we do jackbox party pack which is a lot of games i think it's like 35 plus games of party games that mostly are designed to work well over twitch with a random audience right and by he says 35 different games for jackbox party is that between all seven of the party packs there's 35 games yes so each party pack i think has five games and you're going to be all party pa- packed out by the time <laughs> of this is over and with that you get a mix of one or two games that you can tell they knew were good a couple of games that they've said you know let's see what we can do with it and one game they said well we've got to try this and see if it works yeah and generally there's always one stinker in the group <laughs> Um, a couple of, well, maybe with the right audiences, and then two games that are pretty darn fun. Absolutely. And uh, overall, a lot of fun. We've been, uh, it's actually our bigger day of the two days and we stream. Uh, sometimes we get more people than we got slots, so we have audience members playing along, and it's a lot of fun. Right, and actually that's the whole reason that we do the Jackbox stuff, is because you can engage the audience over Twitch. And oh, so it's 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 odd. When I first encountered the Jackbox company or the Jackbox games, it was just a snarky trivia game where they would pick on you and you got to be mean to your friends by, you know, using a screw to make them do things like, oh, you have to answer this one or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so some of the Jackbox party packs actually have a version of You Don't Know Jack, the game. So that's pretty yes. neat that they, that they have that as well. These other party games are a wide variety of stuff. There's some trivia. There's some word games. There's some drawing games. Uh, there's some bluffing games. All kinds of stuff that you can do. And since this is the focus, I feel I should elaborate a little bit more on the general theme of the party pack, the Jackbox games. Um, the idea is for most of the games, not all of them, you can play them where you have a host, which is the person streaming. They stream the game. Everyone who wants to play with you, watching probably over Twitch or YouTube Live or whatever streaming service you use, gets a four-letter code that they type into a website, and they can play along on their phone, their computer, their whatever. They don't actually need to be interacting with you outside of the game. Right. And that's that's not... So that is true for the way we use it, One, 100% yes. true. That is not how they were designed to be used. 
nor in fact um, how about half of the games are good at being used. But for what we're doing and for what we can talk for schools and libraries, that's that's exactly what we're doing. And some of the games are designed that way. Not all of them, certainly. Right. But um, a few of them are designed to be trivia games, party games, drawing games, where you don't need to necessarily be with the person you're playing with. And so this is a good time to talk about what elements you're looking for in a game that's good for Twitch. And some of it is that you're not racing against the other competitors most of the time. Yes. So, for example, it might be Chris and I are both trying to come up with an answer to a trivia question, so we are racing against the game. So the app that we have on our phone, or not the app, but the website we've gone to on our phone, is providing us prompts so we don't have to race against what's going on in the stream where the host of the game is talking. We are, we've got all the information that we need right there. Mm-hmm. Unless the hosts are being too dramatically entertaining and you forget to look at your phone, which <laughs> has happened on some streams I've watched. It's like, oh, oh, I had a question there. I didn't realize it was ready. <laughs> yes. um, but if you are trying to do games with your students or patrons through Discord, a lot more games in the party packs are going to be suitable for that. And we will talk about this as we go. Over this. Right. And the problem with it is, is that even the six to 15 second delay that you get through Twitch, or sometimes it's less, sometimes it's more, um, makes some of the games kind of unplayable. But most of the ones that we're going to talk about at length are the ones that, uh, that don't require that kind of precision. Absolutely. All right. So, um, yeah, like, I guess we should dive right in. Absolutely. So, uh, to preface, there are seven Jackbox Party packs. They are divided into seven games that you purchase, mm-hmm. um, and each one comes with their own set of games. There are also... Some standalone games. Some standalone. I Off the top of my head, I don't know the exact number. Um, and so we're just going to go over them by pack, because you can't buy them individually or as a whole big bundle thing through so many stores online. They're not very expensive per pack they're not they're not horribly expensive and especially if you think you're going to be doing uh, like when when we get back to normal to our pre-covid normal you can use a lot of these in your auditorium or whatever it is even the ones that we're not going to really talk about and play them in person if people bring in their phones or if you have tablets for them to use oh yeah so there's a lot of versatility they don't all have to be done online like what we're talking about absolutely for now, this is what we're talking about. When we get to the point where we're actually running in-person shushcons or when we're, you know, having people back in the library again, mm-hmm. then you can certainly expect us to talk about our experience with uh, these party games in real life. Absolutely. All right. So Jackbox Party Pack 1 has five games. I'll list them all off, actually. Yep. It's got um, five games. Uh, you Don't Know Jack 2015, which I'm guessing means that this come out before or at or after 2015 drawful word spud lice water and fibbage xl now we don't play any of these (laughs) Um, Um, there is a few reasons for that the biggest is um being the first party pack there was no family friendly filter so some of these are a bit uh adult for our audience Mm. um and then a lot of these just have better versions of the games in later packs um either spiritual successors or some of them are just direct successors direct sequels to the games right so for example there is other you don't know jack in in the future ones um there is a drawful 2 which we have and we've played before and i really like drawful 2 oh yeah uh and so I would say don't get Jackbox Party Pack 1 unless you get it as part of a bundle, and then it's worth having. Yeah. Right? Um, but, yeah, I mean, there's just... Um, that was their first go. They got better at it, and there's better versions of everything in this pack later on. Right. But, I mean, I, I, I do think that if you find a good deal on it or if there's one of those games you want, it's still probably worth getting. But But by and large, it's not necessary to get if you're looking to really get into a bunch of these. So that being said, that's about as much as we can review that. <laughs> right. I mean, I played several of these, you know, mm. Fibbage XL and Drawful. And of course, I played a lot of You Don't Know Jack and back in the day. But right. But we're going to be talking about the 
Yeah. Newer versions of these later anyway. All right. So. So let's leap onto Jackbox Party Pack 2. Chris, what's in that pack? Let's see. We got Fibbage 2, mm. Earwax, mm. Bidiots, yep. Quiplash XL, and Bomb Corp. I think we've played all of these except Quiplash XL once again because we have newer versions of that. Right. There's a lot of Quiplash in the world. They love Quiplash. But. So, um, Bomb Corp, we played trying to do it on the stream because it said it is streamable. It is not streamable for the way we do streams. No, it's a four player game. You need to be able to talk with the people that you're playing with in real time. Right. And I would have to say that's one of the things, one of the problems with Twitch that I'm not a huge fan of is that the way we have it set up and we might look into fixing this is that there is no vocal response with anyone. It is just us in the room doing the thing and they can type to us and we'll eventually read those and respond to what the uh, the viewers are saying. But we don't have it hooked in to grab audio from Discord, so we don't have a thing But even up. with that, we still wouldn't be able to play with a lot of our audience because we do get a lot of random right. audience. Yes, we'd, st- we'd be very restricted as to which audience because we're not going to let any random person have a voice loud and proud. And we'll talk about that later. <laughs> yes, yes, we will. All right, so Fibbage 2. Um, yep, we have more Fibbage. Yeah, there's. Uh, so we'll talk about Fibbage later because, once again, there is a sequel to Fibbage, which is a better version of the game. Hmm. Earwax. This is a game that our players like us to play. Donald doesn't like us to play. I hate this game so much. You're given a prompt. Um, it's usually a, in the form of a question. Yes. And the players need to put out two audio cues. So it plays one, and then it plays the second audio cue in a row to respond to the question the thing is you don't get to hear the audio cue you only get a word description of it you hear it as it's presented to the person who gets to vote on who won right um kind of neat kind of fun takes a long time low retention for non-playing people watching yeah it's not good for spectators all that much uh my biggest problem with it is that the sound catalog that they have is straight out of the 1940s and 50s uh, for the most part, it's like old laugh tracks, old sound effects. It can and, be limited. And it's very shallow. And like a whole bunch of games, like Apples to Apples and other games that you'll have played where there's a judge and you throw cards in to match or whatever, um, it, it will randomly give people the perfect response. And there's not even a pretense that there's an actual game there. It's just a random results generator on a very narrow margin. It is. So... It's fun to play with younger kids. It'd be great to play with uh, with a younger audience, uh, it, as long as you can set it for uh, family friendliness. Um, then, then you're all right there, and Absolutely. you can. This is one that you can do with family friendly. All right. So mm-hmm. that's uh, that's earwax. Uh, I don't care much for the graphics. Yeah. I don't care much. If we spend this long on every single game, we're going to be here a long time. <laughs> we are. There's a lot we're not going to talk about, though. Okay, right. so. Um, Bidiots is one of many drawing games. Oh, I like their drawing games a lot. It's a kind of a fun one. You draw stuff, and then all the artwork that was drawn based on some prompt is given a value. Yes. Players are randomly given the prompts and how much that art piece is worth, but not the picture that the person drew to the prompt. Right. Um, your goal make the most money, bid lower than the value of the piece or force people to bid higher on pieces that you know aren't worth anything. Um, which can be tough when you have something like, oh, what do we have? Um, oh, there were several different portraits and it could have been one of several different There folks. was Ron Swanson versus Clint, e- e- Clint Eastwood or something or like that. Colonel Sanders or who knows. Right, yeah, there it was, was like, well, those look almost exactly <laughs> the same. <laughs> um, yeah, and so... Oh, it may have been Ron Swanson and and Teddy Roosevelt, I think, actually. Yeah, it was something similar. Um, So that is a lot of fun trying to decipher people's artworks while you're doing this bidding game on top. Um, Very entertaining two-part game. Can be made family-friendly for... Or it is family-friendly with the prompts. Yes. Um, I like it a lot. Uh, There's a lot of, you know cool little tactics you can try and play in. Oh, I want to bid like this or I want to do like (laughs) that. Uh, Sometimes it will tell multiple people the same value for one of the things. And then people won't know the values to other arts works of art. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so you're kind of guessing. So it's a fun bidding game with a fun drawing element. I'd actually like to see them to do a second version of this uh, with some more stuff in it. Perhaps. So, But anyway, yeah, that's it. Um, uh, Quiplash, we'll get to. Famous, we'll get to. <laughs> yeah, Quiplash, there's a sequel. There are many sequels. <laughs> um, and Bombcorp just doesn't work for Twitch streaming. Also, only a four-player game. Most of these games are two to eight players. Some are three to eight. Right. Oh, and I will say that if you play one Fibbage and you go, oh, we we're getting the same prompts over and over again because you played it so much, you won't find that you're missing too much by going back to a previous edition of it. Absolutely. Uh, you'll just end up with different prompts. It's pretty much the same style game across the way. All right. So speaking of games that are repeated, let's go on to Jackbox Party Pack 3. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. So in Jackbox Party Pack 3, you have... Quiplash 2, Trivia Murder Party, Gespionage, Faking It, and TKO. So, Of these, Faking It does not work on stream. Um, Quiplash 2 and Trivia Murder Party have sequels, um, and I will touch up slightly by saying Quiplash 2 was previously the best Quiplash. They made a Quiplash 3, which is it fixes some of the problems. Still pretty up there. Trivia Murder Party, there is a much better version of this game coming up. You know, I think it's time for us to actually talk about Quiplash because we've had it in two things. So what is Quiplash, Chris? Quiplash is you get a prompt and you fill in a word. Right. <laughs> um, then uh, two people will have the same exact prompt. So it's kind of a head-to-head, here's this person's response, here's that person's response, who gets more votes? And the votes as with everything voting-wise, aren't always, oh, this was the best response. It may be, this was the funniest one. This was the most ridiculous one. This one caught me so off guard that it made me laugh for five minutes. (laughs) Whoever gets the best, in quotations, response gets all the votes. They win the point. Right. So the thing about this is if you've got a group you trust, um, then it's a wonderful, wonderful game. Or if you're not worried about having kid-friendly material, it's marvelous. But uh, like one of them might be, so-and-so put blank in their Coca-Cola. Just, I'm making that, that's not one of the yeah. questions. Um, and then people will fill in what it was. And mm. so it might be uh, despair and taxes in their Coca-Cola or what have you. Yes. Because you get to choose it. Um, and yeah, then people vote on which one they think is the best. Mm-hmm. That kind of stuff. So it's a lot of fun, sort of with the judgy thing, except for everybody gets to be a judge. So it keeps people engaged the entire time. Absolutely. So even if you're not looking at your prompt you just posted, you're now one of the voters. So always engaged, 100% of the time. Great game. Oh, which is an excellent time to bring up uh, people who aren't in the games. Chris, what if I show up to this game late and I want to participate? For most games after pack two, which is why we kind of haven't brought it up, um, they introduced an audience mode. If you join the game late, the code for joining the game will still be on screen pretty much the entire game. And uh, you can join in as the audience, and typically you can either add to the voting. The audience gets a vote, and their percentage is cut, and that's adding to points. Uh, Sometimes they get to give thumbs up, thumbs down, smiley faces, hearts, and stuff to whatever they think is best. Basically, they have a moderate level of influencing who gets more points. Right. So it might be micro bonus points. Or it might actually affect who wins around, that kind of stuff. Absolutely. It could be type, you know, depends on the game. All right. So, next game in this set Trivia Murder Party. This one is awful. Now, Trivia Murder Party uh, is one of our favorites. Okay. So. All right. So, <laughs> Trivia Murder Party, the original one that we're talking about now, it is dark, it is grim, and it is. It is violent. It And there is no pretense at family friendly. No, none at all. Um, um, and so, yeah. Also, the games are a bit more tedious. Right. So we'll talk about a, a trivia murder party thing later and go, go more into that. Gespionage. That's one of our group favorites. It is. This one gets played a lot. It's one of my favorites. It's a fun little game. You get a percentage thing. What percentage of people think it's okay to wear socks and sandals? Donald. Not nearly enough. <laughs> Not nearly and, uh, enough. Y- the person who needs to vote on it gets a little percentage thing. Zero to 100%. Put it somewhere on that bar. Um, and then everyone else decides, oh, they, 
actual number is higher than they voted or lower than they voted. And everyone gets points. Uh, the person who did it gains points on how close they were to the actual number. And then everyone else gains points, whether if they said, oh, it's higher and the percentage was actually higher or oh, it's lower and the percentage was actually lower. Right. So if Chris answered the question, we would say, oh, Chris is wrong by being too high or too low. If I said 25% of people think it's okay, but the answer was really 30%, and somebody said higher, they get points. I get some points because I was only off by 5%. Right. And anyone who said lower gets nothing. The closer Chris's vote, the uh, the more points he's going to get, or his, yes. the closer his answer. And we've had a few times where folks have nailed it right on. <laughs> yes. So glorious. Nobody gets points except for the person who <laughs> guessed it. That's right. So that is pretty, pretty sweet. A lot um, of fun. So we haven't really done faking it because it's not our kind of thing, but it's, we have played TKO. Also, faking it, not a good streamable game. You need uh, interaction with players. Right. Which you've played it elsewhere, right? I've seen it played. Or seen it played elsewhere. Okay. So TKO is a drawing game. Another fan favorite. Yeah, I'm surprised at how excited people are by TKO, but I like it. It is fun. So uh, in TKO, you are told to basically draw T-shirts, right? Yeah. I mean, just like draw a T-shirt. You're not given a prompt. You can ask for a prompt, but really it's just draw a T-shirt. Just draw something. Go now, draw something, and then draw another one, and then draw six more, and then keep drawing. And the timers are run out, and now you have eight shirts. So, And here's the problem with TKO is that Great game, especially if everybody's involved. Not, I think, a wonderfully streamable game if you've got an audience watching. Yes. Part of that problem is they give you like a two to three minute timer to make all these drawings and you're expected to just churn out a bunch because the more you have, the more fun it is. Right. Um, and so for those two to three minutes, the audience is watching nothing. Hmm. So as we're drawing as the host, we need to try to be entertaining to fill that gap while we're trying to draw stuff. And it's not the kind of uh, game where I could somehow show my tablet or whatever I'm drawing no. on. Because you don't want people to know what's yours. Mm -hmm. uh, now, I would say if you're doing this on Discord or something like that, where everybody who's there is expected to sort of be involved in the game, I mean, it goes, you know, eight players, no problem. But, um, right. So yeah, I think it'd work great. It's a fan favorite because everyone loves to play it. We try to use it sparingly because nobody loves to watch it. Yes. Um, however, once you've got your shirts, they go head to head. The shirt who doesn't ever get voted out wins. And so kind of a neat little drawing game. And yeah, I think it's pretty cool. Uh, I give it a green light. A lot of fun. <laughs> Wait, we're not doing that for this. And the audience gets to vote on their favorites. Can, can you order t-shirts with the drawings on them? They have a website for it. Mm, so maybe. Maybe. All right. Jackbox Party Pack 4. Yes. Fibbage 3. Enough about you. <laughs> um, Survive the internet. Monster Seeking Monster. Bracketeering. And Civic Doodle. I think this time we can actually talk about Fibbage. Sure. Uh, Fibbage is a lying game. Wait, it's... what do you mean a lying game? <laughs> With all the big lions. No. Um, it's, you're given a, uh, a question. Um, something silly like uh, Harriet Tubman owned a company. What was it? Or something ridiculously specific like that. Uh, and everyone needs to give an answer. Yep. Um, all the answers are put up along with the truth. Your goal, get the most votes on your lie and get the truth. Um, everyone who votes for your lie, you get points. Anyone who votes for the truth gets points. Yeah. And you do that for a couple of rounds, and it's very entertaining, especially when the actual answer is way more ridiculous than all the lies told. Now, is this the one we usually play? The, uh, so there's a diff there's a newer version of this. I'm not seeing it on our list, though. All right. So, yeah, we've played a variety of versions of Fibbage, and I can't tell you what the minutiae of the differences are yeah, to, this to which one. may be the one we play a lot, but they're pretty much all the same. I think the only thing they changed was the prompts. They're pretty close, um, yeah. and they're they're a lot of fun, and I don't think you'll have a problem with any of them. But it is hilarious to see some of the questions, and you feel great when you convince people to vote for yours because <laughs> yes. it's so like weird or 
whatever. Or if you guess the right one, you know, or if you write the right one in, um, mm-hmm. we had someone do that once. It'll tell you if you get the right one, but you can get caught up in, uh, you know, maybe the correct answer was uh, spelled correctly. Dine in, and you wrote dine space in, but the correct answer is dine dash in. Well, yes. you just lost half your votes because it's basically the same answer. Yes. Yes, it is. And we've had stuff happen like that where somebody spelled it slightly differently with a period or a hyphen or a space or whatever. I did put punctuation on a disturbing number of my answers in this, this game. Yeah, that, that kind of got you to... <laughs> I was like, no one's voting for my answer. stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so it's neat. Um, the next one that, that's kind of we're talking about is uh, survive the internet. Yes. Um, Survive the Internet is a variety of little mini games, uh, which includes to the, you're trying to put snarky comments down. Oh, well, so first it starts off by asking you to pick a kind of picture. You don't see what it is. You pick, they want you to pick a setting or something. Mm -hmm. And then somebody else needs to put a snarky comment about that thing. Yes. And you're trying to make them look bad. You're trying to get the most votes. So once yes. again, it's either the most funny, the most ridiculous, the most whatever you think is going to get you the votes. Yeah. There's not really a correct way to do it. It's just, what do you think on this picture of a dolphin is going to get you the most votes? So it's kind of like the internet where you're just trying to get the most thumbs up. Yes. <laughs> um, and then there's a next round, which is a different kind of thing. It's a headline uh, it, it's kind of how you do it. You do it based on a comment. You do it based on a headline. You do it based on a hashtag. You do it based on a picture. And I may have so. those in back. The wrong, we may have them in the wrong order, it's, but those are effectively the different kinds of elements. And you're, you're trying to make the most entertaining comment possible to get the most votes. So if you've got a lot of kids who have fast responses to stuff, you know, you can play this with them and see how clever they really are. Yes. <laughs> um, so I find it not an amazing game, but it's light. It's super light fun. Absolutely. So, uh, the next one is one of my favorite drawing games of all. And it's (laughs) civic doodle, civic doodle, mostly because the mayor is quite the character in this. Yeah. Oh, that's one thing is that the sound design for a lot of these games is pretty fabulous. I should have. Yeah, we should point that out. Um, there's a lot of, even when you have downtime, there's a lot of times where the music is just a lot of fun. Yeah. They did really good with that. So, um, in Civic Doodle, you are a group of artists who are brought in to do a drawing for the city because so- something needs a drawing of it. Yes. And they're like, well, we'd hired a previous artist, but he didn't finish his work. So here's what he started with. Why don't you all tell us what you will do with it? And it'll be like a line or a circle or half a swish mark. It'll be basically nothing exactly. but one little line. Yep. And so with that, uh, everybody is going to, or groups of people, is it everybody or it's groups, groups of, of two groups, groups of two pairs of people are going to pair off and you are going to start trying to make that into a cool drawing. The other people will get to vote and, and throw up little icons of appreciation or disdain. And then they'll say, Oh, um, that time is up. Let's vote on which one's best. And then the other two people or the next two people are going to be Drawing on top of that drawing. And you only have like 10 seconds to add to it, so you never get to add enough. It's like, oh, I just had time to put the head and maybe an eyeball on this face I was drawing, or I just barely had enough time to put the body of an elephant in this picture. Right, yeah, you're trying to add a concept, not complete a drawing. Right, you have like five to 10 seconds to do your drawings. And then whoever wins the vote, their drawing moves on to the next stage, and then the next stage, and the next stage, until you have a completed drawing. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And so what you're trying to do to make sure that yours gets the vote is not do the best drawing, but add something that people think they can work with. Absolutely. Which I always fail at. I'm like, oh, this is going to be cool. Sometimes you will lose votes because it's like, oh, that is so much better, but there's nothing I can add to this and I'm next up. I'm not voting for that. That's right. This has left me room to shine. And so that's pretty neat. A lot of fun Uh, drawing. And then the final round is you're trying to draw a picture of one of the people who work at your town. A portrait. who's a town celebrity. And so they try and describe the person with absolutely useless bits of information. And then you start by drawing eyes and the next round is the nose and the next round and everybody's participating at the same time. And for each round you're picking what their vote is and you get the goofiest looking portraits and it is wonderful. It is. It's a lot of fun. Yep. Um, our other two games in here, monster seeking monster and bracketeering. 
Both of these we don't do over stream because... We forget about bracketeering. It's supposedly great for stream, but I forget about it. We just haven't done bracketeering, and Monster Seeking Monster requires a lot of interaction between players, which we can't necessarily have. It sounds like a dating sim, but apparently it's not. Yeah. All right. So... We're half an hour in, and we're to Party Pack 5. Absolutely. All right, so the next You Don't Know Jack full stream. Haven't played it. All the Jackbox Party Pack, or I'm sorry, all the uh, You Don't Know Jack games are a lot of fun. Uh, it is not family-friendly. It cannot be made family-friendly. Do not play it around young families. Remember, we are a library, so a lot of these games kind of get vetoed. Not because they wouldn't be good on stream. They're really great on stream, but we can't be showing that in front of kids. Mm-hmm. Um, the next one is Split the Room. Oh, wait, I guess we should list them all. Yeah. Uh, Jackbox Party Pack has You Don't Know Jack, the full stream. Uh, Split the Room, Madverse City, Zeeple Dome, and Patently Stupid. Yes. So we kind of mentioned You Don't Know Jack. Split the Room. And so Split the Room. <laughs> uh, what is Split the Room? Uh, you're given a prompt. Most of these are you're given a prompt. That's true. Um, and you need to give, it's either a fill in the blank or answer the question or provide a name or just provide an answer. Right. They, um, they call them fill in the blank quest uh, kind of games. Right. And uh, your goal is to make the answer as controversial as possible. Um, you know, it's... You want 50% of your audience to vote yes, 50% of your audience to vote no. You gain more points for a more even split. You want to make it as tough of a choice as possible. The longer it takes people to make that choice, the more points you get. You want controversy. Right. So it may not be something where I would rather have to eat too much ice cream or a can of bad tuna, right? Because mm -hmm. everybody's going to pick the too much ice cream Nobody wants to eat a can of bad tuna. Um, if I could only eat one food for the rest of my life, would it be burgers or pizza? Right. Oh, That's there you controversial. Go. That's a little more controversial. Um, and so, yeah, you've got a lot of options there. And then isn't the, there's another part, which is the one that... Uh, I'll get to it. Okay. And then uh, the final rounds is uh, two people get the same answer. Yeah. Um, same question. Or same question. Uh, you're trying to get everyone to vote for yours over the other person's. Right. Um, and you also gain bonus points if you can figure out how a certain player is going to vote. <laughs> right. So it might say, who's going to vote for this instead of the other one or whatever. And yeah. So I, I'm kind of, everybody likes this one. It's one that gets a lot of play because you get to know the people that you're sort of playing with. Yeah. Um, and it's one of those sort of community building games. It mm -hmm. feels, feels like that. For the longest time, whenever some people would suggest, I'm like, I don't want to play that. But I've warmed up a little bit on it. Yeah. it's. I think it's decent fun. It's great for a lot of people. Um, this one is amazing if you have more than eight people watching your stream because the audience counts for the votes. Yes. It is. You're trying to get a 50-50 split of everybody. If you've got 10,000 viewers... I actually don't know what the limit on Party Pack 5 is, but if you have 10,000 viewers, your goal is to get the 5,000-5,000 split. You I know, think, it's, it, great I think for it's 200. I think it says maximum 200 players. Uh, that was true for Party Pack 1, but since it has gone up significantly. Mm. 7 is actually 10,000. I know that. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, so your goal is... So this one's great for a lot of people. If you've got 20, 30, 40 people, great game. Nice. Uh, next game is Mad vs. City, which is... We've played it once. It is a rapping game. No, we've played it at least twice. Maybe we played it twice. Um, you are given a rap to do, and you need to finish the raps. Right. Um, and then a robot sings out your three-line rap. <laughs> it does. And uh, everyone votes on who did the best. It's not one that gets asked for by our group, like, ever. Part of the issue, I think, is the freeformness of it. It's really mm. tough to come up with this on the fly. Plus, it doesn't stream great because, again, you're trying to write three different sentences of rap. Um, it takes a minute, and so everyone who's not actively writing down stuff at the time is kind of staring at a screen yeah. that's doing nothing. Yeah, there's a lot of that going on. And then, uh, I mean, it's pretty neat that you get the... Uh, the giant robots to sing your song. 
Yes. You know, but... Mm-hmm. If you have the right type of players, this will go great. Ours are a bit more nerdy side. Doesn't get asked for a lot. I'm thinking this would be one that would be particularly successful in person with a group of people. Oh, yeah. If you're playing, if you're having a party and you're doing your things, that kind of stuff. I'm, I'm thinking all in on that. Or if you're doing it over Discord, maybe if it's a group of folks who know each other a lot. But when you're sort of staring into the void, not so much. Yes. Speaking of playing in person, yes. Zeeple Dome. Oh. Cannot be streamed. Yeah, we played that once, right? Yes. So your goal is to fling your little dude around. You have a slingshot on your phone. And wherever you do the slingshot on the stream, your dude gets flung. And you're trying to smash the right colored people into the right colored monsters to take them out. Um, And it requires a real-time, immediate reflex action. Doesn't work with a stream with even one second of delay. Yeah, so even playing over a Discord with the screen up on Discord sharing is not going to work very well. This is an in-person game for four players. Four players, yep. Up to six players. Or apparently six, yep. Yep. All right, so the next one, Patently Stupid. Kind of fun. Yeah, we have not played that one in a while. No, there are a lot of games. <laughs> so uh, Patently Stupid is uh, you're, you're drawing a thing and you're naming it and you're pitching it. You're trying to come up with a patent to a problem that nobody has. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like uh, Snake Oil, if you've played the board game Snake Oil, vaguely. Yeah, it's you're given a napkin square-sized space to do a finger-painting drawing. Yep. Um, and about 30 seconds to do that. You're given about 30 seconds to give it a name, and then you're given about 30 seconds to do a pitch. <laughs> Right. And we, we eventually defaulted just to keep it equal since we were doing it on a Twitch stream. People would just push the, have it give the pitch for us. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's not, not good for Twitch, but would be probably okay over Discord or right. some other live service like Zoom or whatever. Oh, yeah. So there's that. Um, I would say it is one of the weaker games. It in, is. In the series. All right. So Jackbox Party Pack 6. We have Trivia Murder Party 2, Role Models, Mm -hmm. Joke Boat, Uh. Dictionarium, and Push the Button. Right. Okay. So first off, let's say right out the boat, as I smack the microphone stand, (laughs) right out of the boat, uh, that uh, we haven't played Role Models uh, that I'm aware of. (laughs) No, we haven't. We haven't played Joke Boats because I heard that without exactly the right group, it is a horrible train wreck. Oh, I'm yes. sorry, it's a whole horrible Titanic crash. There's certain games that we avoid for certain reasons. We'll talk about those in a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, I will tell you the premise of Joke Boat I find amazing is that you are comics on the boat trying to convince the captain of the boat who is going to escape the boat before it gets destroyed, and he's only going to take the best comic with him. Yes. Actually, we have played role models. It was really bad. Okay. Let me preface that. Role models requires you to know the people you're playing with. It asks specific questions about specific players, huh? and people vote on it. Okay. Remember, it was the one with the shapes. But whatever. Um, the problem is, if you're playing it over Twitch and you don't know anything about this person at all, yeah. it doesn't work. Uh, so. Okay. And push the button. Push the button is a... Well, these kind of games are all the rage right now. A traitor is among us type game. I wonder if there's another game that has a similar name. Hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, two people or less or more, depending on how many players. Up to are 10 players. Bad guys. Everyone else is good guys. And you do a series of mini games where, oh, the bad guys get the wrong prompt and the good guys get the correct prompt. And you're trying to figure out who's the bad guy. Oh, I have played this over Discord, actually. Right. Uh, one of re- you is an alien. It requires direct communication to defend your answer. You know, what's the greatest thing to get on Halloween? If somebody answers full-size candy bar, they probably got the right prompt. If somebody answers pickles, they probably had a different prompt. <laughs> so it's yeah. that kind of game. And then suddenly you need to defend yourself. No, I love pickles. Pickles are amazing. I'd love to get that in Halloween. I'm, I'm not an alien. I promise. I promise. <laughs> so. Yeah. And so push the button is a lot of fun, but once again, not good over Twitch. Uh, probably all right over Zoom or Discord or, Discord something. or something. Or like with that. just 
people in the room in, with him. In real person. But we don't talk about real people anymore. <laughs> yes. no, all right. We haven't seen them in so long. Um, Dictionarium. Kind of a fun one. Doesn't get asked for a lot. It's a another fill-in-the-blank game where uh, you are making up a word to fit a definition, and people are voting on the that word. Right. And then you are making up a definition to fit this random word yep. that is different than the original definition. Yeah. And then you're trying to make up a sentence to use this word in that makes no sense and doesn't exist. Um, and so it just keeps snowballing from there. And so you end up with this, by the time you're done, you end up with this ridiculous word, with this ridiculous definition, with this ridiculous sentence, because everyone always votes for the funniest one and not the most accurate. Right. And so being a, a word game-ish kind of thing, uh, very, very appropriate for librarians. Yes. And and spelling teachers. Now there's a game in here we haven't talked about yet. Oh. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like I've been maligned already. Mm, trivia Murder Party 2. So technically not family friendly, and yet it always gets played on our family friendly stream. Um, yeah. So the first version of this game very not family friendly. The second version, moderately not family friendly. They've turned the entire thing into such a dark comedy almost that um, it all goes right over as not being this horrible, horrific thing. But there are still screams and blood splats. So, yes. but you don't see anybody being stabbed because you have these little cute yarn dolls that you are the characters. It's Adam's family, not family friendly. <laughs> it is. It is exactly Adam's family, not family friendly. That's a good good way to put it. So, so in Trivia Murder Party, uh, you've been kidnapped by a murderer and he's making you go through his murder hotel answering trivia questions. And when only one of you is left alive, you go to the final round, which that sounds strange, Chris. How can only one person go to a final round? If you get a question wrong, or everyone who gets the question wrong per round, so not just one person, every single person who failed, um, gets to play a little mini game. Bonus round. <laughs> if you succeed at the mini game, you survive another round. If you fail, you die and turn into a ghost. Who still answers trivia questions. Who still answers trivia and can accumulate money. Yes. All right. Such as the shadow of capitalism. Then you hit the final round, which <laughs> is a race. The person who's alive is ahead by 50% of the path. They're by a big chunk of the board based on how much, yeah. Jump forward. All the ghosts get to move forward based on their money, and then you're answering trivia questions with multiple answers. It's like a lightning round of trivia questions. Keep going, keep going, keep going. Now, here's the bad news, is that all of the ghosts have a trivia question. Well, everybody's using the same trivia question, but all of the ghosts get three answers that they can pick each one of the answers, yes or no, this is right, this is not wrong, right, for that question. Mm -hmm. The person who's alive only has two potential answers, so at most they can move two spots forward by getting both of those correct, mm -hmm. and the other person, uh, all the ghosts, can move up to three spaces by getting yeah. all three of their... Basically, they're true-false questions. Correct. Yeah, sometimes it's not worth being alive at the end. Not until the very end, right. Um, um, and whoever crosses the finish line first survives. That's right, with cash. With cash. The mini games, a lot of fun. The trivia questions range from who in their right mind would ever know this to how did anybody get this wrong ever. Um, and there is almost no in-between. <laughs> and oh, there's there's a good range there's a good range <laughs> um the mini games are a lot of fun uh they're fun to watch they're fun to play they're nice and quick uh the game is just fun to watch anytime we play it we always have random people who jump in like can i get into the next round i want to play um unfortunately it's the game we usually play last during the round yes so um, it's like yeah sure you can play next week when we come back yeah uh, we like to end our streams with it. It is also a great fallback game for something I keep alluding to. After this next pack, we will talk about We'll talk it. about bad actors. All right. Um, so yes, Trivia Murder Party, obviously we love it. Uh, one of the cool things is you can get sort of a little campaign going if you play with the same people over and over again. Uh, it will uh, um, keep progressing the storyline. You can hear the quotes around my name, <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying. Uh, and so that's pretty neat. There are also artifacts you can get that will change the way things behave. We won't go into that for spoiler reasons. Yeah. But some of the prizes are neat and, and vexing. It's a lot of fun. So, all right. Jackbox Party Pack 7, the most recent one, came out this year during the pandemic. Yes. 
This includes Quiplash 3, Ray. Um, The Devil's in the deal, Details, mm-hmm. Champed Up, yep. Talking Points, mm. and Blather Round. Right. Now, uh, the two that we can't talk about here, really, are Talking Points and The Devil and the Details, because... We tried doing those, and they did not work, and we haven't gone back to play with them again. They are not streamable. You have to have direct communication with the people you're talking to. They need to see the game in real time. Right. They just don't work over stream. Now, what I understand is that Talking Points is basically like the PowerPoint game show, where you have random people throwing up slides, and you're trying to do that. So if you have folks who you think can talk their way through anything, then perhaps it'd be a great one to play in real life. Um, and I don't know the devil in the details. I know a little bit about the devil in the details. Um, it's listed as an other game type. It's a bunch of, it is, it's another game type. It is very <laughs> unique. Um, I know very little about it, but it, you absolutely need to be able to talk with the people you're playing with. Nice. Okay. Um, so Quiplash 3, it's a claymation version of Quiplash. It is. You get prompts, give out answers. Whoever has the funniest, the best, the greatest votes uh, gets more points. Nice. And um, Blather Round. This one's a bit unique. Um, Kind of one of the more fun things they've released recently that's different. Right. So in Blather Round, I have a, this is what I'm trying to get you to guess, right? It's kind of like charades on the computer except what's happening is that I at the beginning get to pick from two lists of prompts and I'm selecting them and they are going to appear in the order of which I've selected the prompts and you can put more prompts than just one per each of the two columns then you everybody else is going to guess and try and figure out what I was talking about they'll know the overall category like building or place or person or what have you movie yeah yeah movie and then as you're asking questions, I can pick more prompts from my list of prompts. And every time I do that, my potential score reduces. And sometimes it'll say it's a lot like blank or not at all like blank. And those blanks will be some of the things that other players have already said. Yes. To try and help you hone in on that answer. And you get points if the person who's running the game uses one of the things you have said. Yes. It's a bit difficult. It can be a bit difficult, especially if you don't have a lot of players because like you said, you're picking prompts to try to guide people. So think of charades, except if it was elephant, I wouldn't get to act out an elephant. I would look at a piece of paper and be like, hmm, trunk or chair? Well, trunk. And then a literal chest sits on the floor in front of me. And now everyone has to figure out based on that. The There's prompts, no graphics like that. Though. No, the prompts don't necessarily match. Right. The thing you're You're just giving it's incredibly loose interpretations of the words. You're giving text prompts to help convince them to find the right. My explanation was horrible. Little nudges, yeah, yeah, that was that was really (laughs) awful. I may cut that, but probably not. Um, Probably because we're still less than an hour. So, but yeah, so it's a neat game. The only problem with it is it's a timed race to get to the final answer. So either you want everybody to be playing through the Twitch stream instead of having you play. Or you want to play it on a game that's not all that horribly laggy, like a Discord where you're sharing your screen. Yep. Something like that. It's charades without actions. Essentially, yes. Um, and so then the next one that we're going to talk about, and the last one... Champed Up. Another drawing game. It is. And in our opinion, one of the best drawing games. It um, is also one of the worst games they've made, but <laughs> it is a lot of fun. Just the game mechanism is... Also, it for their drawing games, decent amount of retention. Yes. Um, you're given a prompt, such as the uh, the king of the sewers, or you know, right. the sandwich king, or the cool kid, um, and you need to draw an avatar that is the prompt. Yes, or the or the uh, the uh, like the knitting champion, or something like that. You mm-hmm. know? So you're gonna pick and draw a thing. Basically, you're trying to draw the mascot of whatever concept they have given you. Yes. And that's neat. And the the drawing tools in this are the best drawing tools that they've ever done. I wish yes. they would go refit some of the previous ones with these drawing tools, but it doesn't they make sense for it. But. but after you've done that, the next the person who's going head to head with you gets um, to see your drawing. They don't see the prompt. They need to figure out the prompt based on what you drew. Yeah. They then draw the challenger or the underdog. Um, right. And then 
everyone's drawings go head to head based on prompts. You and your challenger are going to go head to head. Yes. And so here's the thing though, is that means that when you're drawing your original one for which you know the prompt, you don't want to be too specific. You want to make it just vague enough that they can't tell what it is that they're trying to beat you at. Mm -hmm. Because if you draw a picture of granny knitting, then there's only so far they can go with that to try and beat you granny knitting. Why is that going to be the winning thing? Um, the other thing is, is what can you do to help win your game, win your challenge? Flip. <laughs> yeah, you can flip your little dude back and forth. Yes. Um, it's supposed, uh, the idea is it's supposed to be so your character's facing your opponent the correct direction, but you can just keep spamming the button and your dude aggressively flips back and to forth. aggressively flip back and forth. <laughs> right. And uh, this will go on and then you're going to get another round where this happens and during that round, you can go, oh, wait, my other guy was a better challenger for this particular person I'm facing. I'm going to hit the switch button, and you can swap out for one of your previous performers. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of fun. Uh, voting happens in real time. So as somebody gets a vote, their health bar goes down or up, depending on if someone switched their vote. And so Until time runs out or someone gets all the votes. Very action-y, yeah. very in-your-face, very hyper-energy, a lot of fun. People love it. And it is, it is far more fun than the parts of it would allow i think yes it is like oh okay this and is- it's also one of the drawing games that honestly if you can't draw wonderful get in here <laughs> yeah it's still still pretty neat um lots of stick figures get drawn that's for sure all, all right. right so that's it that's that's the wrap-up of most of the games um there's some other games that we play that are individual like we do draw drawful 2 mm-hmm um, which is just like the previous drawful where you're you know drawing challenges and trying right. to get but we won't but really go over all those. Yeah. Um, so, so there's something we've been alluding to. Geez. Reasons we can't play some of these games and some of the games we do play, the reasons we have our fallback game, which has our party game has become uh, Trivial Murder Party 2. Yep. Um, in the event that you are playing with random people and they can enter anything they want as an answer... And they can draw anything they want as a drawing. You've probably already figured out where I'm going with this. Mm. It can be wrong. Yeah, they can make some choices. Um, earlier versions of the Jackbox packs, so one through, I'd say, four, huh? your tools are kind of limited in what you can do about that other than just close the game out. Now... Oh, we probably should have waited to later to, to to talk about all that stuff because they just released a new Jackbox Party tool to integrate with Twitch. and Until we can see it and use it, this is still something that needs to be talked about. Yeah, okay. That's right. You, um, you may not have it. They may have a tool release that helps with this, but as you can imagine, people can write and draw some really bad things. Uh, we've had people come in and they just incessantly... We cancel the game, said, hey, this is family friendly. We try again. They do it again and again. Um, one of the workarounds, we have two major ways to fight this currently. Yeah. The first, we require a Twitch login for the Jackbox TV game. You need to be signed into your Twitch account so that way we can see, oh, this person's doing something bad. Let me just go over here and find their name. They're no longer part of our stream. You're timed out for 10 minutes. Right. Now, You're so the one problem with, with that is it is not super fast and easy for people to be logged in to the Jackbox thing and have it attached to their Twitch account. It can take a minute if someone doesn't remember their account or stuff. Um, it is a precaution we have had to require to prevent this, unfortunately. Absolutely. Uh, the next thing is that we've got all of the filters set up as high as they can go sort of in Twitch. Helps a little bit because if they get thwarted by that... They're a little less likely, I think, to do it. We haven't had as many yeah. problems on the games and end is doing that. And the latest one, the Jackbox Party Pack 7, has more controls for yes. blocking people uh, or images or saying skip that out real quick. If you're the host or the moderator, you can see all the answers, maybe even ones you're not necessarily supposed to see for the game, but um, you can see them and veto them out of the game before right. they hit the Twitch stream. Right. Or at least uh, awfully darn quick. Um, I don't know. Right. Is it, does it give you a preview? Uh, depends on the game. Right. 
Some of them, it's just a, oh, that is not something we want to show on Twitch, so skip this round. And some are a, oh, here's all the answers people put. You have about five seconds before they pop up on the screen. Just give it a quick glance and make sure you don't need to X anything out. Which is one of the reasons why uh, when you start each of the games, there is a code that you put in, as we talked about at the beginning of this, that, uh, hey, the game starts. It says, go to jackbox.tv, put in this code. Uh, you want to put that code in before anyone else. Yeah. So either you don't want to show the screen until you do put the code in, or you want to do it on Twitch or something where there's enough of delay. Because if you get somebody who is unkind or uh, you know, of dubious intent, then they can mess with the game quite a bit. With And your only recourse is to close the game and reopen it. Mm-hmm. Now. What's there- the other way to deal with this, Chris? Yes. Our fallback games, such as trivia games, games where... There is nothing you enter. You are voting. You are responding to something on the screen. You're clicking on images. You're clicking on answers. You're flicking meeples around or whatever, whatever type of game. But it's a game that doesn't have freeform response. Right. It's not player input. It's player response. Yes. Those type of games, such as trivia games mostly, um, you know, players can't really do nefarious things to mess with it because everything's on the screen it's an abcd kind of thing right you're not going to have somebody put you know giant robot genitalia on screen right you know um because they can't unfortunately because it's the internet that's just the way things are uh as donald said they've promised a tool or they've talked about they have not promised they have talked about a tool um to help combat these issues we don't know about it yet we should be able to play with it this coming thursday maybe the thursday this is released We'll see. We will see. Uh, we don't know how powerful it is. They haven't really talked about all the extremeness of how powerful this tool is. We will see. Uh, something to keep in mind. Something we have noticed, once you have your core audience, um, you tend not to have too much of an issue with that. And funny enough, something I have noticed is if you get past a certain point with your group or your crowd... It tends to become less of an issue because more people are there for fun than you have people there to mess it up. Yeah, random people can't get into the games as quickly or whatever. Yeah. And if so if you've got a group of folks who are good folks, then and they're playing and they jump into games pretty quickly and you're in the middle of a game and somebody shows up to pox the problem, you know, cause problems, they're not going to wait 10 minutes to get into that next game. Right. Uh, we've discovered if, you know, our drawing game is having problems, okay, cool. We're going to go play a game that... Yeah, Trivia Murder uh, Party tri- is the Trivia default. Murder Party for half an hour. Um, that oh. person who's literally only there to be a nuisance, they're going to be bored. They they leave. Right. So we can't say, for example, example, play Split the Room, but you can, or even Survive the Internet, but you can play... Gespionage. Gespionage or Trivia Murder Party or something like that. And it does a great job at sort of cooling people's... Uh, right. If they're only there to make trouble, yeah. they're not going to waste their time playing a game where they can't make trouble. Right. Unlike Chris, who just exists to make trouble. <laughs> so, something to keep in mind. Uh, it doesn't happen a lot, but it's something you do need to be concerned about if this is something you want to do. I think we've been doing this since um, September, late August, September... Originally, it was every, twice a week, and then it was once a week. Right. Yeah, because with, when we're doing our, our Tuesday stuff, it doesn't happen anymore. We've had three issues. Yeah, total three. over the course of, I don't know, 15, 20 streams. And even then, um, once we did the Twitch login and stuff, I think we've only had issues on one stream. Right. And yeah. again, we just, all right, all right we're going to go play trivia. The person's left, and the issue dealt with itself. Now, that's not saying that everything you do has to be moderated that heavily, but for our library, especially we do the teen programming, uh, it is pretty important for us. Yeah, something to keep in mind. Uh, For my own personal, if I was doing it with friends around the TV, uh, you know, I'm not such a, so concerned if they're a little vulgar and I'm not playing with people who are whose views are so far different from mine that I'm going to be offended by them. <laughs> um, but, you know, if they, there will be stuff that pops up on that screen that, that you won't see pop up on the work screen. Mm-hmm. So. 
All right. Well, I think we have done a lot of talking in the last hour, almost yes. exactly. <laughs> uh, um, and if you have games that you like to play with your group in the library online instead of in person, please let us know. Uh, give us something else to look into, talk about, or if you want to come on and talk about any of the games or activities you've done during these trying times, I would be thrilled to hear from you. Uh, check out the show notes for how to get to us and talk to us. Uh, find me at the Inverse Genius Group on Facebook or uh, at the Onboard Games Twitter. And Chris, you have something to say? Yes, and I said, if you'd like to check out or view our streams, see how it works, twitch.tv slash shushcon, S-H-U-S-H-C-O-N. Do not bother watching the overcooked stream. It's horrible. <laughs> Don't watch that. Best one that ever. Is, that is bad. Do not do. <laughs> I may have said the wrong thing at least once. Um <laughs> despite our trying not to. A lot of fun. But come join us on Thursdays. You can kind of see how we get along, how it works. Exactly. So anyway, I'm Donald Dennis. I'm Chris Bell. And you've been listening to the Games in Schools and Libraries podcast. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of the Games in Schools and Libraries podcast. You can find out more about us and the people who create this show over at InverseGenius.com and all of our other wonderful, wonderful shows, including on board games, on RPGs, the Inverse Genius Podcast, and the Room Escape Divas. We are also now joined by the Party Gamecast and Nephilim, who you might remember as Stephanie, previous co-host here on the Games and Schools and Libraries Podcast, and our friend Lynn Theory. Thank you for listening. Games in Schools and Libraries is produced in association with the Georgetown County Library System.